0: We are on a journey of every person finding their place in the body of Christ. You, individually, finding out where you fit, what part you're to play in this, in this, um, this thing called church that, that Jesus designed. So um, we're going to take a couple, oh yeah, just a couple minutes this morning, take a look at a, a, a couple things. Do you realize that the church, not, not the building or the service, but you guys, take a look around you real quick. Look at all those people. Not, I see some of you not looking You're like I'm not looking I'm not doing anything he says no way I'm a... take a look at those people for a second do you realize that that person sitting next to you is God's idea for how he's going to uh, do ministry on the planet now take a look at them again be like whoa huh. whoa, whoa yeah I know I know think about it for a second though. Sometimes we don't realize it. When Jesus was on the planet in his bodily form, he was able to do incredible things, right? He's like doing miracles. He's healing people. He's he's speaking into people's lives. He sits at a well and he tells some woman everything about her life. Like, hey, I know who you slept with. And it was these five guys. And he's like, whoa. Okay, that's a little much information, Jesus. But it becomes an amazing thing. I'm not going to do that this morning. Just saying I'm not having that anointing here. (laughs) But But he was doing these incredible things. And guess what? He says, the church, you guys as a body are my body. So that sort of stuff is supposed to be happening in and among the church as a whole. That miracles are happening. Healing is happening. These incredible things where Holy Spirit is moving from one person and ministering through them to another. That's what the whole body is about. You're like, uh, I don't believe that. You can just see it on your faces and your looks. You're like, prove it. So we're going (laughs) to... We're gonna. If you're not with me yet, hopefully you are at the end. But the Bible even says that. First John it says, um, four seventeen says uh, he says as we live in God, our love grows more perfect, so we'll not be afraid on the day of judgment. Uh, it says, but we can face him with confidence. I just love this part because we live like Jesus here in this world. Some versions say just as he is, so are we in this world. We are th- we are his expression to this planet. We are his body to the planet since Jesus left. You're Like man, that's a pretty tall order to fill. Well, he didn't want you to do it all on your own. That's why, take a look around. You got some help. All those people around you there—they're they're, they're here to help you. They're here to make up where—and um, the differences where others lack. And so, a couple of weeks ago, we looked at the body and we started talking about that. And we looked at a church in in, the, in a town called Corinth, uh, which is uh, modern-day Greece. And we we are looking at communion and that you know rightly discerning the body is what they talked about. And we said, you know, it's probably more than just rightly discerning like the, the bread and the, and the wine. It was understanding who this body of people is around us. Rightly discerning what uh, gifts and things are in there. You're like, well, it doesn't really say that. But it, the whole thought of the message conveys that. It starts in one spot and it carries on that. There's a big deal on relationship and community. Common unity. People having the same kind of minds and, and thoughts together. And we looked at how the, the, the church is the body of christ that's what he was saying the church his, what jesus was designing was is the body of christ and then he said a couple other things he says the body's got to be connected to the head we talked about that a couple weeks ago you know don't uh don't get disconnected from jesus it's not about oh i'm a member of a church that that's not going to do it it's i'm connected to jesus myself individually staying in touch with him having that relationship with him then connected with one another it's saying you know i'm gonna find a place where i'm gonna be a part of a family and be connected to those people uh, i'm gonna have relationships that are deep-seated that are that are impacting each other's lives it's, it's not you know it'd be like a finger if you cut off your finger you, you you think oh you know i can just cut it off and i can still use it what are you going to use it for paperweight you know, it's like we're not we're not going to be able to use it because it's not connected. And a lot of times, people think, "Hey, they can go you know freestyle church. So they don't have to be. Con- I don't have to go to any particular church. I just kind of whatever. I'm out there. You're 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 disconnecting from something that he wants you to be a part of. The gathering together. The 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 church is like an expression of the body. And he says, you know, don't don't get disconnected from that. And it says, and then each part must be functioning. Not not, not the sleepy leg like we talked about. So, um be functioning be doing something uh as part of the body and so we're on a journey this summer today is not going to be conclusive it's not like hey this is all in all everything you need to know uh, about being a part of the body and discovering your gift like you're going to walk out of here like man i'm gifted you know and i know exactly why i'm here well look out worlds here i come it's not it's not going to be quite as easy as that because it takes a little while to, to go through it but we're that's what we're looking at for the summer uh and, and this one too needs the one before it so uh check online. We'll get it up there, right? We'll get it up there. Yeah. Uh, from two weeks ago, you can grab a hold of that or you can ask someone for it. But we're going to just carry on. Uh, today I'm just going to teach a little bit. Uh, not going to be um, probably as excited or crazy, whatever, uh, the, 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 what, sometimes what you're used to. I want to just take you through the thought process of what Paul is teaching uh, this church in Corinthians. So you ready for that a little bit this morning? Yeah? Do we need to pray again? You're good? All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. How many of you got a Bible this morning? How many of you got your Bible? Well, just hold it up real quick. See, this, this is our Bible. I would challenge you, even though we put the verses up here, I would really encourage you to bring your own Bible because there's something about being able to see it there and go home and then look it up again and realize, oh, okay, that's, yeah, I remember that. Because it doesn't all happen here. There's things that, that, uh, that just carry on. But 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I guess I should go there tell you guys often. I'm not there myself. Huh? Sheesh. First Corinthians 12. Now, dear brothers and sisters, he's talking to believers. He says, regarding your question about the special abilities that the Spirit gives us, the giftings or whatever it is, that he says, I don't want you to misunderstand this. I love that. And he says, hey, hey there's some gifts and, and uh, there's, there's things that the Holy Spirit gives you. I don't want you to misunderstand it. Because what that tells me is that it's probably pretty easy to misunderstand it. And I think as a church in North America, when we've looked at things like the, the gifts of the Spirit, we've looked at ministry, and we've looked at church, I think we've misunderstood a lot of what God's idea for it was. And we've created this to make up for whatever, uh, whatever was lacking. But God designed church. He designed it a certain way, and we can't do better than he did. We, we can't. We can't make anything better than he did. So he says, you know, I don't want you to misunderstand this. And then uh, I just want to... Well, we'll skip a, uh, skip a couple verses there because whatever. Anyways, go in verse 4. It says there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in us. You look at that and he's like, what's Paul saying? He takes three verses to say one thought, really. There's, there's, the, there's different gifts but one God. There's different works of service, but there's one Lord. There's different uh, ways that He works, but one God, one Spirit. There are lots of differences, but it's one God, one Spirit. So He's like, hey, okay, track with me here. I'm going to take you through this slowly. There's, there's a whole bunch of different types of gifts, but He's the one that it's all about. And, re- and remembering that, in 1 Corinthians 11, it says in verse 1, follow me as I follow Christ. That's what Paul says, follow me as I'm following Jesus. Uh, this week, uh, no, two weeks ago, I was driving to Hamilton, and I, I stopped at a stoplight, and this white car pulls up beside me, this big guy in it, and this kid, and they roll down the window, and, and he's like, and I'm like, oh, man, did I cut him off? You know, I'm like, because I do that a lot. I'm a bad driver. So I'm like, oh, no, here we go again. I got nobody to protect me. It's, it's Hamilton, you know? And so the, uh, I roll down the window. He's like, hey. I'm like, hey. He's like, uh, is there any movie theaters around here? He's like, oh, thank you, Lord. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's movie theaters around here. And he says, uh, "He says, how do I get there? And I'm thinking, well, I'm on Upper James. James. How am I going to tell him to go down the link, you know, get off at, at uh, Golf Links Road and go down. And it's, it's near Costco. And he's like, uh, I'm not from here. I'm like, who asked for directions at a stoplight? I'm like, okay. Uh, I said, you know what? Just follow me. I'm going there. Just follow me and I'll get you there. And uh, as I was driving along, I realized, you know what? You drive differently when someone's following you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's never taken me that long to get to Costco. (laughs) I'm I'm driving, and sure enough, there's this massive tanker truck in front of me, and it's driving really slow. And and so I'm like, well, do I pass it? But if I pass it and he doesn't pass it, I'm going to get on the link, and he's going to miss. So, no, I'm paying real close attention to the guy in behind me. He's like... I do not want to cross this guy, you know? what if he finds me, he could, like, tie me to a pretzel. He's a big guy. So, so I'm just, I was like, okay. So I'm watching my rearview mirror. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get you there. And I'm driving. I make sure that pulling into traffic. And then sure enough, some jerk, you know, pulls in between us. And I'm like, now what do I do? I'm on the, I'm on the so I slow right down. And he slows right down. And he slows right down. We start backing up traffic because I, I, I know, I'm sorry. But he was following me. I had to get him to the movies. And Oh, you guys were there that day. oh. So, uh-huh. so I pull off slowly. But you know what? You, when you pull off the exit, you're not burning away. You're just taking your time. And, and so this guy follows me, and he gets all the way out there. And as we get to the movie theaters, I put my hand out the window, and he's like, yeah, thumbs up. Good, man. Thanks, buddy. Good. I'm like, man, that's... And I went to Costco. And it was a good time. Bought a playset. So, um, but that was... As I'm doing that, all of a sudden, God's, as I'm driving slowly, God starts talking to me about this thing. He's like, see, see how this works? He says, You know, it was just one of those 10 second things where I was like, Hey, I'll, I'll lead you there. Took me out of the way or whatever. But there was this slow process of just making sure, don't let anybody get left behind. I think Paul had the same thought when he was talking about this I'm not going to leave you guys behind. Just because you guys all know that I'm gifted, because in 1 Corinthians 1, he says people follow him, like, Woo, we're all about Paul. He's like a superhero. He says, I want you to come along with me. And I believe for the church, it's the same thing. That each and every one of you, he wants you to be able to discover the ministry that he can do through your life. And not to get left behind saying, there's lots of different things. You don't all have to be like me. Thank you, Lord. You know, you can be you. You can be you and God can do incredible things through your life. I don't know if you believe that yet. I, re- I really don't know if you believe that. But we're, we're going to find out. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, it says, But the manifestation of the Spirit... or it, This version is not a really great translation of it. The new living tries to help us. It says, A spiritual gift is given to each one of us so we can help each other. It says, To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the same Spirit gives a gift of healing. Wow. Healing. He says he gives another person the, the ability to perform miracles. Whoa, look around. Look around. Somebody beside you might be able to perform miracles. Alright. No, I'm not saying the Bible says, then another the ability to prophesy. He says he gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit or whether it's from another or from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. So another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages. Cool. Says another person is given the ability to interpret unknown languages. Like, man, this is like. Whoa, you know, I, I hope I have like the, the cool ones, right? Like, please don't make me be the one who's gonna like speak in unknown languages. Like, everything, I think I'm a freak. You know, I want miracles. Yeah, you know, it's, but he says, I'm giving you, he says, he gave each one of you, each one of you, there's, there's a manifestation. We're gonna look at that a little bit later. I, I don't wanna talk about the gifts just yet because I think there's some understanding that has to happen before we can really operate in gifts before we can really operate in ministry, there's something that, that has to happen on the, on the inside of us. And it says um, in First Corinthians 12, verse 11, one in the same spirit works all these things as he wills. God's doing this stuff. God's the one working these things through. And, and Paul uses four verses to say the same thing. There's lots of differences, but there's just one spirit. You're like, okay, why the overkill, Paul? Seriously, we got it after like verse 3. Why did you have to have four, five, six, and now 11? Why are all these verses? Because the chapter before, we looked at the, the fact that he said there was division in the church. There was this disunity in the church. And he says, I don't want there to be that. I want you guys to realize that you're one body all together. And then he starts talking about the body. And I realize that in every place that we're going to look at where he talks about gifts, he talks about the body. He talks about just because, you know, there's ministry and there's giftings, don't forget that there's the body. Jesus started this whole thing when he's was talking to, um, to uh, uh, Peter. He says, Peter, I'm going to build my church. And now we know that the church and the body are the same thing. So he says, I'm going to build my body. And so Paul went on to talk about it with a lot of local churches. Uh, one thing I find real interesting is, what did Paul say to all of the churches he wrote to? He says certain things to certain churches, just unique to that place. But he says certain things to a whole bunch of them. And Romans, he talks about the body. One body, many different giftings and parts. And he mentions seven different giftings there. Seven different gifts that you might have. Then he says that every part needs every other part. Then in 1 Corinthians, he's talking about it again. Now he mentions nine. Nine different ones. So now we have seven and we got nine. And he says, but you all need to, to be one body. In Ephesians chapter 4, he mentions five more gifts that are given to the church. Like, man, there's a lot of gifts out there. Yeah, there is. And you, you've got some of them. You've got different ones. He says, but there's one body and one spirit. And he says, Christ is the head of it. He talks in Colossians, same thing. There's a body. So all of this is going through uh, to every every church saying, hey, do you guys realize you're a body? So I think if Paul wrote a letter to Kingsway, he'd probably say, hey, Kingsway, do you guys realize that you're a body? Some of you are fingers. Some of you are hands. Some of you are feet. Some of you are eyeballs. Some of you are ears. A couple of you are the mouths. You know, but there's some of you. I'm probably one of those. So he says, but some of you are... He says that you guys are a body. Realize it. And every part of the body works together. Every part. Say, I'm a part of the body. I'm a part of the body. And every part is a minister. Say, I'm a minister. I'm a minister. In North America, we get that word all messed up. We, we, we think that a minister, we had a whole wrong idea of who the minister is. You, know, you see on church signs, you drive by such and such a church, and the minister is so and so. So we think, hey, that's the person who does it. The reverend, the minister, the pastor, the priest, whatever. That's the guy. That's the guy who does ministry, right? Uh, there was one girl, who came to our church, and she was, she was dating a, a guy, a Dutch guy, and he says, man, my fiance is weird. She likes to hang out with the minister, like as if we got like the plague or something. You know, it's, uh, it's telling his friends he, he married the girl, and it's all good, but, but um, they thought it's weird. Like, who hangs out with the minister? Little does he realize that anytime he's around here, he's hanging out with a whole bunch of ministers. You know, you're a minister. Like, wow, I didn't know that. You know, the, the, the thing is, it's one of the reasons why I prefer that people don't call me pastor. Because you know it's not a big thing. If you're gonna call me a title, go with the one I got in Bible school. Rev, the Right Reverend Vander Bishop III of the of the World Impact Papal Institute. If you can do that, then fine. But other than that, you know, Paul wasn't crazy on titles. Yeah, the Right Reverend Vander Bishop III from the World Impact Papal Institute. If you can get that, you're good. So, um, and I'll, I'll receive that. But the rest, um, the rest, you know what? Paul wasn't all crazy on titles. He's like, you know what, stop, just just get that out of your head of, these are the guys. Because when we think these are the guys, we sit here and we go, all right, do it. Do ministry. We're waiting. What if I did that? What if? if We're waiting. But see, he's saying, hey, you guys are the body. You're the ones you're supposed to do in ministry. He says, you know, to guys like me, he's like, get your button gear and equip those people to do it. So today, I don't want to leave you behind. I want to give you some equipping on how to do ministry because every believer is a minister. You already said it, I'm a minister. So ministers do ministry. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 says, God put in the church some apostles, some prophets, some pastors, some some teachers, and some evangelists. Why did he put these guys? Why am I here? I'm here, it says, to equip the body to do the work of the ministry to equip you guys to do something called ministry. So that's my goal today. And it's what does it do? The ministry, it builds up the whole body. Ministry is not just for spiritual giants or Bible school grads. I love Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4 verse 13, uh, it says, um, oh, which guys is it? It's Peter and John. They're out there and they're preaching with boldness. And all of a sudden the, the, the religious people of the day, the pastors all look and they're like, well, that Peter and John says they're... Uh, those guys, um, they're not trained. They didn't go to Bible school. I-, I never saw them in my classes, you know. Here he says, these untrained men have like this incredible passion and power uh, and that they're doing great things for God and they have no training. How many of you have no Bible school training? I see those with your hands not up. That's cool. You guys should be like, like the superstars. <laughs> but a lot of people are like, oh, I, don't, I can't do it because I don't have any training. Guess what? You don't need that. You just need him. He can do incredible things for your life, and I'm just here to try and set, help you get that and be like, okay, maybe I am a minister. You know, I didn't believe it at first, but I, if I don't need training, cool. It says, you know what? There's And that you're a part of the body, and there's no greater parts. Some parts of the body look more glamorous than others, but they're all of the same in value. That's what he's saying in 1 Corinthians 12. Let me read this. It's a, it's a, little, it's a little lengthy, but Paul's taking it slow. How are we doing for time? What are we? Oh man. Oh rats. Okay. Give me five minutes. Five minutes. First Corinthians chapter twelve. Verse twenty-eight. My intros take way too long. Somebody's just gotta have like an intro thing that stop bunny trailing. All right. Twenty where are we? Twenty eight. It's good. It's good. Yeah, twelve twenty eight. Is that what I want? No, 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 no. It's the other one. Verse 12. The human body has many parts, but many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Says so some are Jews, some are, some are uh, Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free, but we've all been baptized into one body by one spirit. Here he goes again. He says it doesn't matter if you're a guy, if you're a girl, if you're old, if you're young, you know, if you're wearing coral or if you're wearing blue, it doesn't matter. He says if you're part of the body of Christ, you're part of the body. And it says he set up, Um, Different parts. He says, uh, if the foot says in verse 15, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand. It says, that doesn't make it any less a part of the body, does it? Work with them, right? No, if the hand is a part, yes, the hand is a part of the body. If the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? No. It says, if the whole body were an eye, how would you hear anything? If they were all the same, what good would it be? So Paul's saying this, he says, don't try and be somebody that you're not. Don't try to be, you know, think, oh, uh, spiritual is Mark. So let's, uh, let's do the hair a little messy. Let's be overly uh, rambunctious and loud. Let's, like, just talk like crazy and never listen. You know, that's going to be, that's what's spiritual. We would be, we'd be not a gong show here. You know, it'd be, uh, it'd be crazy. So that's what he's saying. He's like, just, just be who you are. You're designed for a reason to be that way. And, it, and then he goes on to say, um, down a little bit farther, It says we can't say, the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. It says even the weakest parts of the body, they're the most needed. So it's saying, looking around at at those around, saying some of the people that, you know, you're like, oh man, what are they? I don't know. But some of the ones that really annoy you, what are they? But guess what? We need them. We need each other. For ministry, it says that ministry is not a job. It's work, but it's not a job. A job is something that you leave. You know, you go home from your job. Ministry is who you are. It's wherever you find yourself. God's designed you to do, to function as a minister. You're already a part of the body. And ministry is really individual members allowing Holy Spirit to move through their life and connect with someone else and bless and encourage someone else. And 1 Corinthians, it says at the end, God set up all these parts in verse 12. And it says, desire that word desire spiritual gifts it actually means burn with zeal like be really passionate about having these gifts and it's not just like a hey this is a good idea this is kind of like a command he's saying you guys really should be seeking it zealously the giftings are you doing that in your life are we seeking as a church what are our giftings why, why are we here seeking it zealously and then he says this, and this is kind of where, if you forget all of that stuff, remember this. 1 Corinthians, it says, he says, but I show you, you know, desire it, but I show you a better way. I show you even something more excellent. It's great to look at after all the great gifts, but I want to show you something really, really important. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians 13, anybody been to a wedding lately? They use it a lot. You know, and it's not like God's ADD, and it's like, you know, we're talking about the gifts, okay, Paul, and now talk about, you know, the body, and whoa, wait a second! People are going to get married. we got to have something for them to say at weddings. Okay, let's put something in there about love, and then we'll come back when we're done. Just had this thought. Let's put it in right here. No, he put it in because it actually matters with what all, all that other stuff's about. He says, first, it's, it's discover your gifts. It's be a part of the body. And then he says, and it's all about love. He says, well, it's great if you... He says, what good is it if you... Um, can can prophesy you know the you can prophesy all the maple leaf games this year and that they're going to win the stanley cup you know you and, and it comes true people going to be like whoa that guy's like next to jesus you know if, it, if charlie was like hey they're going to win this year and here's all the scores of the game you're like well that guy knows something uh, you know this, god must be working through him he says but if he doesn't have love it's worth nothing if he if he gives his body to be burned if you say you know what i'll do anything for my neighbor but it's not really love He says, it's not worth anything. He says, you can talk in all, you can have all the giftings. You can be ministry superstar and you don't have love. He says, it doesn't matter. It it really doesn't matter. He says, if we're going to pursue ministry, which I believe we are, then I need to say one thing is that it's got to be out of the attitude of love or it will destroy you. As soon as it becomes about ministry or discovering your gift so that it can be about you, it will destroy you. Once you start realizing, wow, I actually have some of these gifts. I, this is who I am. This is, what I, this is what I can do. And God does incredible. Once God starts actually healing people through your prayers, where you're saying, wow, he gives you a gift of healing and someone gets healed, the, people are going to be like lining up. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, I'm, I'm a healer. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to get a secretary because this is a lot of work. So um, just book an appointment and we'll do healing. And think... Uh, that wouldn't happen but it happens all the time and, and you know what that's one of the reasons that's the other reason why I say don't, don't, don't look at me as ooh somebody great or don't, don't feel like hey he's more important and probably maybe I'll, none of you do I'm just saying in case there's one here that might I, I, I'm saying it happens in churches all the time we're famous for it in North America we are we're famous for being, getting that side messed up where the giftings and ministry begins to become uh, our identity and we think it's all about us. And Paul's saying, hey, listen, you know what? It's, got, it's just got to be about love. In every part where he talks about the body, where he talks about gifts and ministry, he says, let it be for the edification of the body. Let it be about them. Let it be uh, about love. Let that be the thing that motivates you. Loved last week, Peter's just talking about the heart. Search my heart, God, and show me what's in there. Is this because I want to see you glorified, or is this because there's something in me wants to see uh, me glorified? And I want to close with this. The ministry gifts in our life, what they should look like. When you're doing ministry, uh, the, the Wearsby brothers, Darren and Warren, wrote this, and it's just, it's incredible. Uh, thought. The foundation of ministry is character. The nature of ministry is service. The motive of ministry is love. The measure of ministry is sacrifice. The authority of ministry is in submission. The purpose of ministry is to the glory of God. The tools of ministry are the word of God and prayer. The privilege of ministry is growth. The power of ministry is Holy Spirit. And the model for ministry is Jesus Christ. I look at this chapter of love right in the middle. And it says, you know what, this is, this is what love is. Love is patient, love is kind. Love uh, doesn't envy, it's not jealous. That, that's what he's saying. He's not saying that's for married people. He's saying that's for ministry. With you guys ministering to each other, let it be patient with one another. Let it be kind. Let it be long-suffering with one another. That ministry, let it not be puffed up. Let it not parade itself. Let it not seek its own. Those are all things that will try and destroy it. So I feel like we set the foundation for it. In the next couple of weeks, like I promised, we're going to look at the gifts. We're going to look at the things that, that happen in your life. But it runs on this fuel. If it's not fueled by love, it will destroy you. So I want to encourage you with that today. Say, oh man, you know, there's a, there's a lot in there. There is. There's a. I hope we were slow enough for you. But um, I challenge you to seek this out as well. Just to go and read through a few of those chapters. 1 Corinthians 11, 12, 13, and 14. And just to see... You know, what is it that, God, what do you want from me? Be, it, be a people that says, hey, I want to know, God, why I'm here. It's so easy just to go to church and say, oh, I'll take it all in. But there's something so much greater because there's a world around us that sometimes we forget that's hurting, that's lost, that's going through incredible hardships because they don't have hope. They don't have Jesus. They, they don't understand that, what life can be like. And you know what? He's saying, guess what, guys? You're Jesus to this planet. Seek out those gifts and understand what they are so that that it will be an incredible blessing to this planet. If you're here this morning and you don't know Christ, I want to tell you that he absolutely loves you. Absolutely. He cares enough about you that he brought all these people together. (laughs) He says, I'm going to give these people that, that chance. He loves you so much that he he realized that each one of us would have to pay the penalty for our own sin, our own screw-ups. And he says, you know what? They can't, so I will. I'll give my life freely for them. And if they would just receive that forgiveness, they can have a new chance at life. They can find purpose for their life. I just want to encourage you this morning. If you're here and you're just kind of visiting, taking it all in and seeing what it's all about, you don't know him, he's the reason we're here. He really is. And I, I want to let you know you can know him. And if you want to talk about that later, we're good with that. Uh, Come see us But I want to encourage you With that this morning That there can be Just a genuine relationship With him And that's the key To ministry in general So this morning As we kind of carry on through As we're teaching And we're learning we're growing Take what you've learned today And put it into practice In your life this week Just watch what God can do Through that Pretty amazing stuff Let's pray